conflict. How many of you just tensed up and felt uneasy when I just said that word? I grew up hating conflict, but I'm slowly learning how to embrace it. And today, I'm going to show you how conflict may not be as scary as you think. Andrew is the co-founder and president of Leadership Development and Team Building for Outward Focus. His goal is to equip and empower each individual for success in business and in life. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Heart of Leadership Podcast. My name is Andrew, and today we're going to talk about conflict. Ooh, conflict, scary. I know, even just the word itself is scary. Well, all joking aside, today we're going to talk about conflict and how it may not be as bad as we think it is, if it is handled correctly. Now, this is our second episode of the podcast, so be sure to subscribe as we will be releasing a new episode each Monday. The Heart of Leadership podcast will cover various leadership topics, personal development, and growth. It will feature some guest interviews, all designed to challenge you, encourage you, and equip and empower you to become the best version of yourself. So as I mentioned before, today we're going to take a deeper look at conflict through a different lens, the benefits of conflict, and how to handle and address conflict in a healthy manner. So let's talk about some conflict. So growing up, I was terrified of conflict. I saw all disagreements and arguments turn out bad. They became verbally abusive. There was fighting in the house. I saw a conflict that eventually led to divorce. My family and my friends were fighting. I grew up hating conflict and I was so scared to even bring up an issue because of the fear of all that happening again. So let me ask you, do you like conflict? How many of you listening absolutely love conflict? Like you actually seek out the conflict and intentionally want to address conflict. I'm sure there's a few of you out there. How about those who absolutely hate conflict and will do everything in their power to avoid it? You don't want anything to do with conflict at all. Are there any of you out there that you don't love it, you don't hate it, but you can handle it. You you don't mind. You'll, You'll do it if you have to. The other day I was watching a TED Talk and it was kind of fitting because he was also talking about conflict being a good thing. Uh, So you know what's funny? Is we actually all love conflict. Really, we all love conflict. Just not when we're a part of it. So let me ask you, what do you watch on TV? The news, soap operas, reality shows, politics, sports. They all have conflict, yet we love it and we're glued to our TVs. You look at the UFC, wrestling, boxing. People pay money to watch people have conflict with each other and try to resolve it. You look at sports games and both those teams want to win the game. They're in a conflict with each other of who's going to win. You look at different movies, the popular movies out right now with the superhero movies. There's a conflict between that superhero and that villain. So I think it's safe to say that by looking at all those examples right there, 
conflict itself is not scary. The scary part can be when we're a part of it. But do you know what's actually scarier? Is not handling conflict at all. Not handling and addressing conflict can actually be more scary than addressing it. You know why? Because when you don't address the conflict in your life, it can actually lead you into a state of poor mental health, depression, setting poor boundaries, and being taken advantage of over and over again by people in your life. So let me ask you again. Do you hate conflict? Or are you kind of warming up to the idea that maybe conflict may not be as scary as you think it is? as long as we learn how to handle it in a healthy manner. So what exactly is conflict? Leader Patrick Lencioni says that conflict is the pursuit of truth. But a more practical definition would be that conflict is an express struggle between at least two interdependent parties who perceive incompatible goals, scarce resources, and interference from others in achieving their goals. So essentially, to sum that up, conflict is a clash of goals. It's when we realize that what you want is not what I want. Once that happens, we're in conflict. There are all sorts of different types of conflict. We can be in conflict with one person, many people. We're actually in conflict with ourselves every single day, whether we know it or not. When you think about, what do I want to eat today? You're in conflict with yourself trying to make that decision. When do I go to sleep? When do I wake up in the morning? Should I really eat that whole pizza? Even when you're talking about peer pressure and doing what you should or shouldn't do based on being true to yourself. In our first episode, we talked about authentic leadership and not compromising your values. So you're in conflict of, do I compromise my values or do I try to fit in and be liked by these people? Another example is, what do you do when someone sends you a text message after not responding for a couple days. So say you have your phone right in front of you. You saw their message. Do you respond back right away? Maybe you're thinking, yeah, I don't want to seem too desperate or that I'm too busy. So maybe should I wait a few hours? Should I wait a few minutes? Maybe you should respond back in a little bit to make it seem like you're not always on your phone. What about the thought about maybe I should wait the exact same amount of time that they took to respond back to me? I know for me, I I tend to just respond back right away whenever I get the message. And I'm, I'm faced with that conflict, though, of am I going to seem too desperate or too needy or always on my phone because I'm responding back? Or do they not even care at all? And it's just me responding and them responding whenever they have time. So I think about that. And I think about staying true to myself and am I going to compromise based on different things? There are many different responses to conflict. We can compromise We can collaborate with others. We could try to accommodate others. We can kind of avoid conflict altogether. Or we compete against others in that conflict to try to get our way no matter what the circumstances are. When you look at our world today, we're actually in a conflict now with the coronavirus and the conflict of should I go out to the store at all and risk getting sick or should I stay home? Do I go get my groceries? Do I go for a walk outside? The fine line of having to social distance and stay away from your family. You're in that conflict and you're in that place of feeling stressed and feeling a bit of discomfort. Conflict happens all over the place. And when it comes to our lives, it it usually doesn't happen just all at once. It's something that kind of 
starts with something small, maybe a small disagreement, and it just leads and builds and builds into something bigger and bigger and bigger until you're either at a point where you have to blow up or you have to address that conflict head on. That's one of the areas that I've really struggled in in the past is when I've had a disagreement with someone or I haven't liked the way that they've been treating me or the way that maybe they've been acting around me. And instead of me addressing that conflict right away and maybe a healthier way, I've actually just kept it inside and either they're sitting there unaware that they're even doing anything or it just builds and builds over time to now they have more of this hold on me in a sense and they're starting to take advantage of you, maybe not aware of it at all, but they're taking advantage of you more and more to the point where they're almost making you a prisoner around them. And that's something that I've struggled with and and something that I need to obviously look at in a different way of saying, I can't do this any longer. I need to address conflict in a healthy way. And hey, you know what? You grew up hating conflict as a kid, but it's actually not as scary as you think. And what's scary is actually what's happening to you right now. What's happening now is that you're being taken advantage of. You're not setting healthy boundaries. And you're actually in a place right now where you're really discouraged and really in a lot of discontentment and not liking where you're at in life right now. And that's what conflict can do to us. The lack of addressing conflict, that is. And I think that's an important thing to realize is that a lot of us, rightfully so, are afraid to address conflict. But when we don't address it, we're actually really harming ourselves And we're harming the other people involved. How can we expect people to grow and get better or to treat us differently if we don't let them know what they're doing? And sometimes we don't want to come across as pushy or bossy or we don't want to hurt their feelings. And I completely agree with that. But there's also a way to do it where you don't necessarily have to attack their character. And that leads us into the kind of the benefits of conflict. And one of those benefits If you handle conflict in a healthy way, it actually focuses more on the problem than the person. And now there are certain relationships in our lives where conflict is kind of unavoidable in the sense that people can act a certain way around us and there's really no way to change them. We can't change people, uh, but we can change their perspective and we can open their eyes to new ideas. And that's kind of the benefit for us as well as Addressing conflict allows you to open your eyes to new ideas. It allows you to see things from other people's perspective, maybe understand why they're acting a certain way. I think it also gives you some personal growth and insight. It allows you to see deeper into yourself and who you are. By being able to address that conflict, you're able to come more confidently into the next situation to verbalize your needs and your feelings. It really gives you a voice. I think So many people can relate to that of the feeling of not having a voice, but by addressing conflict, it gives you that voice back. It allows you to be heard and allow you to express yourself in a healthy way. We kind of talked about boundaries a little bit earlier. Addressing conflict, a benefit of that is it helps you set appropriate and healthy boundaries. It allows you to to not be taken advantage of in a way that puts you overboard, but it allows you to be in more control of kind of what you're allowing in and who you're allowing in and how much you're giving them that space. I think another benefit of it is that it teaches us how to listen. And we kind of talked about that in the the first episode as well, about the importance of listening to others. And it's very important when you are addressing conflict to listen to the other person, listen to where they're coming from and not have this idea of, 
this preconceived notion or this perception of what you think they're going to say, but just to listen to them and hear them out. Another benefit I would say would be trying to put other people's needs first sometimes. Now, I know that's not really the main goal. When you're going into a conflict, you're kind of looking at what can I get out of this and what's my angle and what do I need? But sometimes we need to address conflict to help both sides of the parties. And sometimes we need to put their needs first sometimes. And maybe sometimes we're the reason why the conflict has started and we need to address it in a healthier way. So in our first episode, we also talked about servant leadership and looking out of other people's interests and their needs over our own. I think that's one of the examples of a benefit that could come when you address conflict in a healthy way. And then that also just leads to solutions. Now, sometimes conflict can lead to more disagreements. It can lead to blow-ups. It can lead to a lot of anger and fear and tension. But it could also lead to solutions if it's handled in a healthy way. It can improve relationships and make those relationships healthier. It can help you practice communication skills with people. So for the next time you get in a conflict or disagreement, you'll have this practice. You'll have this idea of, okay, how did I go about it last time? And yes, each situation is different, but it gives you kind of that template and that formula of how to follow a certain way and a certain style of conversation that you had when you address conflict in a healthy way. And I think also it just, we talked about it helps solve those problems and leads to solutions, but it helps solve problems before they get too far. What started as one little thing that really bothered you over time leads up to this huge thing that all of a sudden is like a boulder. And what could have been taken care of as a tiny little stone has now come into this unmovable object that's so hard and there's so much resistance. And so I think the benefit of addressing that conflict early and head on is it avoids that possibility of it being too hard to solve later on and leading to a possibility of the relationship being completely severed because things are just piled up over and over and over again. And we kind of talked about it a bit earlier, showing a bit of the scariness behind what it can lead to. The benefit of addressing conflict is that even if it doesn't work out the way that you want it, you are at least able to gain some control back and to to stop letting people take advantage of you in an unhealthy way. And now I know it might be hard to think of the idea of addressing conflict because there are so many emotions that surround conflict. Some of the negative emotions that you could experience are anger, fear, anxiety, hurt, maybe humiliation, some sadness, depression, any shame or guilt or regret. And those are all real emotions that a lot of us experience in these situations and a lot of us fear experiencing in this situation but there also are some positive emotions that are surrounding conflict and some of these emotions are joy and love and happiness contentment peace trust safety confidence and now i'm not saying that every single time you address conflict that it's going to turn out the way you want it but it's not as scary as we think it is. And there are a lot of these negative connotations surrounding it with all these emotions that we fear. But there also are these positive emotions that are there waiting for us to take hold of. Sometimes we can be sitting in that anger before we even address the conflict. 
And sometimes we're sitting in these negative emotions because of the fear of addressing it. But on the other side of it could be joy. It could be love. It could be a sense of safety. And by having your voice heard, what if the situation got resolved? Or what if there was a sense of safety there and a sense of trust that was able to be built and the relationship was be able to be strengthened because of this? What if by addressing this conflict, you no longer felt like you had no voice? You no longer felt like someone was taking advantage of you and you felt like this prisoner in your own home. And so those are just some of the things to consider as possible benefits of actually addressing conflict in a healthy way. And so now that we've listed some of the benefits, let's go into what does it actually look like to address conflict in a healthy manner. So I think one of the most important things is when you're going to address conflict with someone to, to set those boundaries and to set those rules from the beginning. Know that you're going to not keep it personal. The focus is going to be on the problem and not the person. And so the important thing is to say about no name calling, no raising your voices, keeping strictly on the issue at hand without any personal attacks at all. And I think another part of that would be confidentiality. I think a healthy way to address conflict is for each party to go in knowing that this can stay between the two of us and we won't have to worry about this being used against us in a way and we can kind of let our voices be heard. I think another part of it is finding the right time and the right place, finding that safe environment for both people. Now, for some, a safe environment could be the two of you behind closed doors having a civil conversation back and forth, hashing out your issues. For others, being behind a closed door with someone may not be the best idea, and a safe environment for them could be more out in public. Whatever it is, make it a safe environment where you feel comfortable that you can express yourself in a healthy way. Another big thing talking about addressing conflict in a healthy way is examining yourself before you go in. Not necessarily letting your emotions take control of you. And I think you should go in knowing exactly what your end goal is. Don't just go in trying to yell at someone or trying to express yourself angrily, but go in thinking, okay, what do I want to accomplish with this? What is my end goal? Is my end goal to reconcile this relationship and to gain trust back from this person? Is my end goal to get my voice heard and to just express how this person has hurt me? Is my end goal to win this argument? Is my end goal to listen to what this person has to say? We all have an end goal and that's that's what can lead this into a healthy manner is to know that end goal prior to going in, knowing why are you in this meeting to resolve this conflict to begin with? Why are you there? I think another way to do it in a healthy manner is to replace the you language with I language. And so what that means is instead of saying, you make me feel this, or you make me feel angry, you make me feel really hurt. Replace that with, I feel hurt, or I feel angry when this happens, or when you do this. In that sense, we're becoming less defensive, we're remaining more calm, and we're not putting necessarily everything on them, even though they probably caused all that pain and that hurt for you and that anger. 
we're, we're taking ownership and responsibility for our own emotions and our own actions and behaviors and not necessarily throwing everything at them, but instead saying, this is how I feel when you do this. This is how I feel when this happens. And I think by changing that language from you made me this to I feel this changes a bit of the focus on them to just the problem itself. There is one thing that's very important, though, is that you have to understand and accept that you can't control how people react or what they say or what they decide at the end of it all. So say you went into the conflict meeting with them and you poured it all out there. You shared how you felt. You said, I feel sad when you do this or I was really hurt when this happened to me. They may not respond the way that you want them to. They may not say sorry. They may not ask for forgiveness. They might turn it around on you and say that you did this to me and you did this to me. And I think one of the important ways to handle conflict in a healthy manner is to seek understanding and not necessarily seek agreement with the person. You may not come to an agreement, but if you can come to an understanding of this is how they made you feel and this is how you made them feel, this is where the problem is at and this is how it's happened, without necessarily maybe coming out with, you get your way, I get my way, win-win. One of the patterns that we tend to fall into is this thing called the usual mistake where we automatically think and believe that the other person's going to react and think the same way that we do. They may view the conflict in a completely different lens than you do. They may be more bothered by it than you are, or they may not even think it's a problem at all. They might want a resolution, They might not. So going in, understanding that, hey, they may not want the exact same thing that I do out of this can go a long way into determining how you handle it in a healthy way. It's not always win-win when it comes to conflict. There may be some loss involved. There could be loss of a relationship. There could be loss of your way. There could even be a loss of pride on either person's end of having to let go of that sense of pride. But I think one thing that could be gained is that grace and that forgiveness. And now forgiveness is different than trust. So I'm not saying that you have to trust this person again. But by offering that forgiveness, you're releasing yourself and you're releasing them and that hold that they have on you. Now we can go on and on and talk about conflict for hours. But today I really just wanted to provide a different viewpoint and look at conflict through a different lens. I wanted to approach conflict from the idea that, hey, you know what? It may not be as scary as we think it is. And we kind of talked about how we see conflict in everyday life of the sports that we watch, the TV shows, the movies, even the conflict within ourselves of what should I eat or what time I should go to bed at. And while conflict can be scary and addressing it is not always the easiest thing to do, It's a lot scarier not addressing conflict sometimes because of what it does to you personally and what it does in your mind and and how it just affects you in your everyday life. You're allowing people to take advantage of you and you're not setting those proper boundaries. And so I know it's an intense topic. I know it's a heavy topic, but I hope that this episode and this talk on conflict was a blessing to you and hopefully at least allows you to see conflict from a different perspective and 
I hope that you can leave from this saying, okay, I, I'm not as afraid of conflict as I thought I was, and it doesn't have to be as scary as I think it is. And I kind of, now I see the benefits of conflict, and I see not only that, but how to handle it and address it in a healthy manner. And so I think the important thing to realize is that conflict itself isn't really scary. It's when we're a part of it that's scary. But if we learn how to address it and approach it in a healthy manner without letting it drag on too far before we address it, we give ourselves a voice. We give ourselves that chance to set those boundaries. We give ourselves a chance to let ourselves be heard and to grow ourselves, but to also help the other person grow and get better because sometimes we can't get better. We don't know what we're doing wrong. So in closing, conflict doesn't have to be a scary thing. And we don't have to be afraid of conflict. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm asking you to go out and seek conflict every chance that you get. But if you are in a position where you do need to speak up and stand up for yourself, because maybe you are getting taken advantage of, or maybe the people around you are doing something that goes against your values, then I encourage you to use your voice. As long as you seek to resolve conflict out of love, and not out of aggression or retaliation, you increase your chances of strengthening that relationship and or increasing your self-worth. Don't be like me when I was younger. Don't let the fear of speaking up cause you to continue to be taken advantage of and feel like a prisoner. And so before we go, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to take a look at your life right now and see if there's any areas of conflict that maybe haven't been addressed. Now, I know some situations are more difficult than others, especially based on who is involved. But I challenge and encourage you this week to take that first step. Set up a meeting with someone to address a certain conflict in your life. Or if that's too hard to do right now, then maybe write down the ways that you can try to address this conflict in a healthy way with this person. Maybe use some of the tips that we talked about today Go over some of the benefits and how to handle conflict in a healthy way. Come up with your own stuff. All I know is it's time to become the best version of yourself. And part of that is not letting people take advantage of you any longer. Well, that's it for this episode of the Heart of Leadership podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have a new episode next Monday. Have a great week.